Okay, well, our scripture this morning is Matthew 14, 45 through 51. It says, um, who then is the faithful and wise slave whom his master has put in charge of his household to give the other slaves their allowance of food at the proper time? Blessed is that slave whom his master will find at work when he arrives. Truly, I tell you, he will put that one in charge of all his possessions. But if that wicked slave says to himself, my master is delayed, and he begins to beat his fellow slaves and eats and drinks with drunkards, the master of that slave will come on a day when he does not expect him and at an hour that he does not know. And he will cut him into pieces and put him with the hypocrites where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the word of God for the people of God. Amen. So that's, you're probably like, that's a weird scripture for Senior Sunday. Am I right? I would agree, but hang with me. Um, you know, I was praying about what the Lord wanted to share with us this morning. And I thought he's going to give us something about how he is faithful and how we need to trust in him. And he has good plans for our lives because all those things are true. And I want you to hear that and believe that. But this is where God took me. And I'll tell you why. First of all, I have to say our our seniors are wonderful. I love this graduating class so much, and they, I know that they are just, we're, it's a class full of world changers, and I, I can't wait to see uh, what all they're going to do next. But I've been talking to some of them this semester, and I hear a, a common theme, and it's one like this. Are you ready? <sighs> I am so ready for college. I'm so ready to be done with high school. I'm so ready for what's next. I am tired. I'm done. My grades are in, like, let's just get the ball rolling. Let's get the show on the road. Is anybody going to admit to that, seniors? I've heard a few. Okay, we got a few. And I hear you because I think that everyone in the room has probably been in a season where whether they knew what was next or not, they were done with their current season and they were ready for what was next. And um, I think that's something that everyone goes through from time to time. But here's what God shared with me as I was praying about this. Um, for our graduates, as of today, you have about two weeks of school left, give or take. I know that last week is a little wonky with, you know, finals and all that, but we're going to call it two weeks, okay? So you have two weeks of school left, um, and here's my question. Do you believe that God can still use you in these last two weeks of school? Have you thought about the fact that he could still have great plans and purposes for your life for your current season Have you considered that you may be missing something big that he wanted to show you or to do through you uh, and you missed it simply because you were looking at what was next instead of seeing what was right in front of you? I want you to think about that. In our passage this morning, I think there is a key simple truth that we need to take away from it. So I'm gonna read it again. Um, It says, who then is the faithful and wise slave whom his master has put in charge of his household to give the other slaves their allowance of food at the proper time? Blessed is that slave whom his master will find at work when he arrives. Truly, I tell you, he will put that one in charge of all his possessions. But if that wicked slave says to himself, my master is delayed, and he begins to beat his fellow slaves and eats and drinks with drunkards, the master of that slave will come on a day when he does not expect him, and at an hour that he does not know. He will cut him in pieces and put him with the hypocrites where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. So the passage tells us about this faithful servant who was still working when his master arrived home. And then you had the, have the wicked slave, on the other hand, who figured his master was delayed, and so he didn't really need to keep doing what was asked of him. And so he, um, A, he sinned and um, misbehaved. He was beating his fellow slaves. And two, he chose uh, to sin and to get lazy uh, by eating and drinking with drunkards. 
And now the main point in the passage is about the end times and when Jesus is coming back. Um, it's urging us not to get distracted, to not get lazy, uh, to not think that, oh, I, I've got plenty of time uh, to get my life together. Or I think in our context today, it would be more like saying, well, it's just two weeks of school left. I've got my grades are in. I'm just going to kind of coast through. My plans are set. I'm just going to take it easy, keep my head down and make it through these last two weeks. Um, I think that's a dangerous thought process to have because I want you to hear this. God can and will use you uh, to do things and he'll do things in your life in the next two weeks if you let him. If you make the decision to be intentional, if you make the effort to be present, and if you make the commitment to keep working like the faithful slave in our passage. Um, as I continued to pray about this truth that God was putting on my heart, my mind went to the Apostle Paul. And we've been talking about Paul a lot on Wednesday nights this semester with our students. Uh, we did a series in April about his, uh, his life. And then this month, it's really cool, we have um, our we, have, we call it the Z team. It's our leadership team. And they are actually preaching on Wednesday nights this month. It's really cool. Um, and they're preaching through the book of Philippians. And um, I encourage you, um, we, had, we had some audio issues this last week, but I'm going to fix it. Um, but if you want to see some of the stuff they're doing, we post it on our Facebook page and also on the church's YouTube page if you'd like to hear some of the stuff they're sharing. It's been really neat. Um, and so I'm not going to steal their thunder from their sermons, as tempting as it is. But, um, but I want to talk about Philippians a little bit today and what Paul was going through as he wrote that letter. He was in prison, and it was toward the end of his life where he was eventually martyred for his faith in Jesus. And the book of Philippians, um, I think it has a lot of what I would call coffee cup Bible verses, just little short phrases that you'd put on a shirt or a coffee cup that have, deep, that have good meaning. Um, but there's a lot of those throughout it. And I want to encourage you, if you've not done it, Philippians is four chapters long. It's not super, it's not a long, hard to read book, but if you haven't done it, take some time, sit down, and read the whole book start to finish. Um, because when you do that, you see all these little phrases and verses you've heard or seen, and you see how they interconnect and what Paul's heart really is behind um, this book that he wrote to this church in Philippi. One of the well-known verses in the book is Philippians 121, and it says, uh, for to me, living is Christ and dying is gain. As Paul wrote those words, he really meant that he longed to be with Christ. He was ready to be free. He was ready to be in heaven, but he knew that God still had purpose for him on this earth. And if you can see that comparison here for us, it, maybe it's not heaven that we're like, I'm just ready for heaven. And I hope we're ready for heaven. Don't get me wrong. I think that's, it is great to be so ready for heaven. But I think in any of our seasons, we're ready for that next thing. We're ready for um, something exciting that's coming. And we can, but I think by doing that, we can forget the present and that God still has purpose uh, for where we are today. Um, you have to remember and you have to be intentional that until God removes you from your current season, he has purpose for you in that season. Um, I think it would have been incredibly easy for Paul to have just coasted through those final few months of his life. He had done a lot for Jesus since his, he was, his conversion experience on the road to Damascus. Um, he had such an impact on the early church that he wrote almost half of the New Testament. Uh, his resume when he got to heaven was gonna be pretty lengthy. He did a lot for Christ. Um, but 
he was also humble about it. I want to read something he wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. It says, um, on my own behalf, I will not boast except of my weaknesses. If I wish to boast, I will not be a fool for I will be speaking the truth, but I refrain from it so that no one may think better of me than what is seen in me or heard from me, even considering the exceptional character of the revelations. You know, even with all that Paul had endured for Christ and accomplished through Christ, he still knew that he had purpose for however long God would keep him on this earth. And so he writes this letter to the Philippians. And um, the heart of this letter is to encourage them in their faith and to uh, urge them to keep pursuing Christ. And hear me, I think if Paul could write this, um, instead of just trying to keep his head down, he's living in what I assume is less than favorable conditions in prison. If he can take his... uh, time and instead of just kind of trying not to make too much of a buzz and uh, just push through, he was intentional to write this letter to encourage this, this church. How much more should we be able to see uh, for our grads the next two weeks? How much more should you be able to see that as a great opportunity and really as a privilege? It's a privilege that you have two more weeks for God to do things in your heart right now in this current season. You have two more weeks that God could use you to reach someone around you because a lot of the people who are around right now, you either won't be around very much at all or definitely without the kind of regularity that you are now. What can God do through you in the next couple of weeks? In First um, Corinthians 4, Paul tells the church, um, think of us, and he's talking about the apostles He says, think of us, the apostles, in this way, as servants of Christ and stewards of God's mysteries. Moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found faithful. And I think those words ring true for us as his children and as his messengers, all of us, whether you're a senior um, or not, whatever stage of life you're in. You were saved for a purpose. There has been at least a couple of times in our recent sermon series that there's been a phrase we've used and it says, you have been blessed. Do you remember what the response was? To be a blessing. I heard someone say it. I'm, thank, mm, you got me. I'm gonna say it again. You have been blessed to be a blessing. Very good. Um, I'm so proud. <laughs> um, it's so true that we as his children and as his servants, we are stewards of the gospel. And as stewards of the gospel, we must be found faithful. And that means not coasting through the final days or weeks of your current season just because you're tired and you're ready for the next one. Maybe your thought for our grads, maybe your thought's been, you know, I'll get through these next two weeks and then I'll pursue God more this summer. Or I'm sure I'll get involved in a college ministry and then I'll figure things out for myself. Or, you know, then I'll, um, I'll get more serious about Jesus after I've, Um, you know, kind of gone through college and had some time to find myself and take it easy. Um, For those of us not in that season, maybe you're in the workforce and you find yourself saying, you know, well, I just need to get through this quarter and then I'll have time to go to church or to spend time in God's word or be available to be used by God. Or, you know, if we just make it through soccer season, baseball season, whatever season, then we can get back to church as a family. Um, There's always those kinds of temptations no matter what season of life you are in. And those thoughts you're having about, well, I'll do this then are lies. I have a big truth for you this morning. Are you ready? Brace yourself. You cannot be faithful in the future. You can only be faithful in the present. Maybe that seems simple, 
But you cannot be a faithful steward of the gospel in the future. You can plan to be, you can hope to be, but you can only be faithful in the present. And that's what you have the power to do. Um, Looking back to our passage this morning in Matthew, it tells us that the master took that unfaithful slave, he cut him into pieces, and he put him with the hypocrites where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth, which is pretty intense. (laughs) But here's what I hope you hear. Um, If you aren't fully invested in being faithful now, you're making yourself susceptible to being divided in the future. And I don't mean literally cut into pieces, but what I do mean is that uh, being easily divided Uh, being easily swayed and tossed about by whatever feels right in the moment. Um, We have to choose to be faithful now, today, um, because that's how we have a firmed up foundation so that when either when things are tough or uncertain, we have uh, that foundation to stand on. Or even when things are great and you end up with all these options and things that you get to choose to do now, um, you have something solid that you're standing on and planted in to keep you grounded. So how do we choose to be found faithful today? Um, I have three things. One is intentionality. Um, faithfulness doesn't happen by accident. It's, it's not something that you just wake up, oh, I've been pretty faithful the past few days. I didn't even realize it. It's something that we have to choose uh, each day to um, start our day with God, to uh, be involved in church. And for our seniors, if I could give you any advice my biggest piece would be that as you go forth, wherever you go, that you find a a family of believers. If that's a college ministry or a church or a small group or just some friends that you can pray together and read the Bible together. Um, Because if that isn't a priority, if that isn't something you're intentional about, it won't happen. Um, And so that's my biggest encouragement to you. If you get anything else, if you don't get anything else, get that. Um, the second thing is, is kind of similar, but just making sure our priorities are right. Um, sometimes that means making hard choices. Uh, I think especially, again, for our graduates, that as you go into this next season and you have uh, a lot more freedom, you get to make a lot of new choices that you didn't get to make before, perhaps, and um, you've got to make hard choices. You've got to know what, what is your character, what is your integrity, what, uh, what, who do you want to be, who does Jesus want you to be, and then make decisions that... Uh, that feed into that. Again, I think that is applicable to everybody, no matter what your season is. We all have to make hard choices because we all are given opportunities to go one way or the other. And then the last thing um, is humility and grace. And I included that because, one, I think that we see the humility in Paul in our passage, passages that we've read. And um, when, when we're pursuing Christ. We have to be um, intentional to not let our pride rise up uh, because God will do amazing things through you if you let him and if you choose to follow him, but you have to be intentional not to let it become about yourself. And then I said grace because um, none of us are perfect and there's gonna be times where we've tried to be faithful but we've gotten distracted. We've tried to like make our priorities right but we look up and we're like, I've missed, I've missed the mark. And so if I could just encourage you just to show yourself grace. And um, again, choose today. Yesterday is gone. We can't be faithful tomorrow. We can, we can hope to be, but choose today to be faithful and give yourself some grace if you need that. Um, as we wrap up this morning, I want to invite the band uh, back up as we, for our response time. And I want to remind everyone uh, here that God loves you 
and he is faithful. But this calling to be found faithful is for every single one of us. Um, and so every day, I'm gonna, but I'm gonna say, let's start with the week ahead. I hope that you'll wake up each day thinking one of the following questions. How can I be a blessing today? How can God use me today? What will God teach me today? But most importantly, how can I be, faith, how can I be found faithful today? And I hope that those questions will resonate with you and that each day you'll wake up thinking one of those things. Um, be intentional that every day this week, being found faithful would be your priority because the season you're in, God has purpose until he takes you out of it. Um, and as you ask those questions, I, I pray and I have faith that he will do great and mighty things in your heart and in your life. Let's pray. Thank you, uh, Father God. I thank you most of all for your faithfulness. I thank you for being the example of what it means to be faithful to us. No matter how many times we get distracted or lose our way, um, God, you've always been faithful, and we thank you for that. And I pray this morning that you would um, move in our hearts and help us to take hold of this truth that you want for us. Help us to uh, have a renewed passion and commitment to live for you every day. That even when there are exciting things that lie ahead that we would really look at today. What can I do today? What can God do today? And how can I be a part of it? We thank you for your blessings and your love. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.